All right, so welcome guys to one more episode of Latino Vegano. This is a special one. I got Yilia Mariscal with me. Um, we're gonna go a little bit that back to our roots. So she's the founder and chef of Sabrosa Vegana. She's one of the organizers of Black Beck Fest. She's a vegan since spring of 2016. And we know that she have a project coming soon and we want to talk to her about it a little bit. So Jillian, welcome to Latino Vegano. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So um, just tell us a little bit about that time when you, you found, found a, a lump in your right, your right leg. So let's take us over to that, to that time. What, what happened? Yeah. So um, I was 13 years old and mm. it, I, I thought it was a muscle on my Achilles heel. Yeah. Right. Um, but my uncle had uh, surgery on his right leg, his bone. Mm. And when I went to go visit him, I was like, oh, you have the same thing I have, Theo. And they're like, what? And he just had cancer in his leg on the right leg. So they were alarmed. I went to get biopsies. Turns out that they were um, just rapidly growing tissues. And they didn't know if it was hormonal or not because I was just turning 13. So puberty. But they didn't know. I was always put in the tumor board of like, what are these rare things? But it stayed always isolated in the right leg. Yeah. So I had this since 13. And after a few years, I had chemo. Um, well, I had chemo at 13. And then I've had chemo again, 2007 and then mm -hmm. radiation. So they treated it like cancer because it was very aggressive. It would right. take over the circulation and the mobility of the leg. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like I couldn't walk. I could walk. I could snowboard. I don't limp. <laughs> like I had <laughs> surgery and everything, but I, how do I explain it is that they were just, um, they were just following along the leg, little yeah. tumors. And every, and sometimes they do the surgery actually was, I have a really long scar on my leg because of the surgery. Um, and the doctors were like, Oh, do you want to do surgery again? Or do you want to do chemo? The doc, and the surgeon was like, if I go in there again, you're going to be limping for the rest of your life. Leave mm -hmm. the tumors. You'll be fine. Leave them in there if you can. And I was like, all right, I can, if I can be mobile as snowboard, cause snowboard was a big thing for me. Um, high school, uh, a Burton company mm -hmm. came and did like a scholarship for the inner city kids. And I was like single mom with two kids. My mom was a single mom with two kids. And I was like, I'm an inner city kid. So <laughs> I signed up for it and I loved it ever since they taught us for six weeks. They gave us the gear to use for a rental and everything, something that we would have never been exposed to. Cause I see that as a very elite sport It's very right. hard. It's expensive. You know what I mean? Like I can't even, I couldn't even afford it. Like for my 21st birthday, I was like, can I get a snowboard? Can I save up for a snowboard? You know? Right. So anyway, so I can do those things and be mobile mm -hmm. and still have the tumors. That's what I was left with. Mm -hmm. Right. The doctors didn't know what to do with me. And then in 2015, I had the radiation mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay, this is almost just as bad as chemo. I thought it wasn't going to be as bad. It was more mentally because your skin starts to change mm -hmm. and everything. And I was like, what am I putting myself through? Let me just at least try to do something that I could prevent. Cause I was hearing the information, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, if this is one less thing I have to worry about for cancer, for this metastasizing to cancer, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it. And so in 2016, I went, so 2015 was my last radiation. 2016, I went vegan. Really? And, yeah. and, and tell, tell us how, how the decision to go vegan, like what is, what caused that decision? 
Um, I was in school for biomedical informatics. So yeah. because of my whole medical history, I always wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I was either around incompetent doctors <laughs> or, you know, or just wanting to know what was happening to me and helping other people. So I wanted to get into medical research. So right. my major was biomedical informatics, study of data. And as the data was coming in with all these studies, with the China study and uh, what the health, it just made sense for me to do it. Like, okay, I had these tumors I'm dealing with. Yeah. Food, I'm seeing epigenetics being related because my major also has to deal with molecular biology. Right. And so I was studying genetics and I was like, wow, genetics is not all up to chance right we have it's actually gets mutated by food pollution smoking epigenetic factors mm -hmm. right yep. and that's when it clicked to me i was like in school like oh shit you know what food really is a big issue here yep. so let me let me cut off the issue that i'm noticing that cancer is leading with animal fat and all these dairy issues you know what i'm saying so that's when i decided to really just cut everything off and and do you do you win cold turkey where you cut off or or do was a I was doing period? like the I did a little bit like slowly I was cutting off all the red meat and then I had yeah. like chicken and fish left and then yeah. I was just getting bored with chicken and fish and I loved to cook before right. like I love to cook regular meat and that's why I think I did like the cooking business after but I I just was got bored of the same chicken and fish I was like this is let me just try vegan. And then vegan food was a whole nother level of cooking because you have to experiment with the flavors and the seasonings and the all, you know, and so I fell in love with cooking again. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to really play around with it because I wasn't going to do it if it didn't taste good. I'll be honest. With you. I feel so bad. I didn't do it for the animals at first. You know what I mean? Right. I, I did it for my health. Right. Um, but at the, I went to V spot, which is in, um, in here in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I would, I ate vegan Spanish food and I was like, this is what vegan is. Oh, okay. I could do this. There's not salad. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I was thinking. Like that was selfish, but I was like, it's, as long as it's not salad, I can do this. You know what I mean? And so that's when the journey became and it became fun. You know, it became something interesting um, to experiment with my, my son and my ex-husband at the time, my husband at the time, um, I'm not married now, but like, he was like, what is this experimentation? <laughs> but he eventually would eat like 80% vegan. And my son too. My son would eat vegan when he's with me. <laughs> when he's with grandma, it's another story. I can't fight it. He was too old at the time. Like he was like five already at the time, you know. And what what are some of the foods that you experimented with? Like now that you're talking about experimenting. Oh, in the beginning it was all comfort foods. And that's yeah, why that's right. why I think Sobrosa Vegana came to, to be. It was like yeah. lasagnas and yeah. all the things that I was I grew up eating, like the empanadas and like just things that I felt like if I was gonna cheat, quote unquote, like you know, go back to eating meat, I didn't want to cheat. So I said, let me eat, let me find the equivalent so that if I do have cheat days. It's going to be at least vegan, you know, right. and um, that was where that was where all the experimentation was trying was coming at first. Nice. And, I mean, you live in New York, so you spoil because you all have so many amazing restaurants in New York. Oh, my God, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Shout out it's to New true. York. It's true. <laughs> like when you do get your little money, it's like, oh, who do I go to? Where do I, I go? know, right? But <laughs> but it's expensive okay. and i'll be honest with you that's why i started the business as well mm. because i'm living on a block i won't say what block because i don't want to shout out no 
restaurants, but I live on a block with like two or three really good spots, which I enjoy, but I can't always afford to eat it. So it's not for me sustainable as a vegan, as a single mom who is trying to feed her kid. You know what I'm saying? This, this healthy diet for my own health and for the sake of giving an example for my son, because I was worried that he might too get to develop the tumors. He's only 10. You know what I mean? And I had it at 13. So I'm always like trying to influence him and like, David, got to make the right choices. Mm. And I, how can you do it when all you're living around is crown chicken, Chinese food and McDonald's? You know what I mean? And like, yeah, we do have the great vegan spots, but it's money. So that's why I really I came up with the business to say, you know what? I want to target Spanish people that want to like understand what veganism is or at least try to dip their toe in and feel comfortable eating it like daily because it's something that they know it's something that's comforting it's something that's like the caridad you know you go to the spot the spots and they have all the steam tables Mm -hmm. that's how i was like yo what if they had this vegan you know what i mean all the steam table it was like look at all the choices they would choose the rice the beans the different types of vegetables like they really should see the variety and people don't, when they see veganism, they see really linear type food, right, you know, right, 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 but right. I really want them to see the variety of, of what it could be. That's, and for it to be affordable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> for people how, like me, <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to right. buy good, affordable and delicious vegan food. So how does the name Sabrosa Vegana came about? Oh, because I, because you know, it's so funny, like every time you hear vegan food, you hear like like kale and quinoa. And even though I love kale and quinoa now because we know how to cook with it. Right. Right. The people that don't, they they don't see it like that. And they think Ugh, veganism like it leaves a bad taste in their mouth. Mm-hmm. So I want them the minute that when they hear vegan, they're like, oh, my food is sabrosa. OK, I'm putting salt. I'm putting these things in here, you know, um, seasonings. So like, I just want, I wanted it to have a really positive um, connotation to the food because it really, you know, I really want to cut a lot of stereotypes out. Mm. That was the whole point, you know? And that's like the best thing when people eat the empanada and they're like, this is vegan. Like, this is like, oh, like I have a video. I went to, we did Black Veg Fest every year, right? Mm. Well, I'll put a little plug for Black Veg Fest if you don't mind. (laughs) So, um. Like Veg Fest, every year we have vendors from sometimes from out of state and sometimes locally, or well, mostly locally. And they have all, um, we have mac and cheese, we have like, you know, all types of vendors, right? Mm-hmm. And this year we had the, the news come and some people were eating and one person was like, if this is vegan, I can do it. And I was like, that's what it's all about. You know right. what I mean? Um, and you know, black flesh Fest is really wanting to expose veganism in our community because our community is dying more than anyone of these diseases mm-hmm. It's being exposed to the to exploitation from these industries. You know what I mean? So it really is important to target those areas. So we have black flesh Fest every year, but we also do things like people's harvest coming up where mm-hmm. we give away food and we get donors from, um, beyond Meat, tofurkey, follow your heart, donate. Um, and we give that food out to the community to at least, you know, some people getting the meal and then some people just tasting what the possibility of what these things are so that they can buy them on their own too. You know, that's great. And, and the, what was the influence behind Sabrosa Vegana? Um, I think a homage to my grandma because 
they're the ones who were like the biggest influence with cooking for me, especially my grandma Panama. Like my grandma always would cook. She was the she moved here with us for a little bit when my parents got married and she took care of me. And it's funny because uh like my Spanish is okay conversationally, but it was my first language. But when she moved back to Panama when I was five and I went to school, forgot everything, you know? <laughs> I like it was just gone. Um and I I learned back on my own because right. my parents didn't talk to me for some reason in Spanish. It was only her. But I do remember so much. She used to just do these spreads of food and make it all decorative and teach me how to do food all the time. And then when she moved back, my other grandmother always cooking, too. So I've always been like just observant of that. Um, and then my dad, actually, when they divorced, my my dad didn't cook as much, but he learned and he learned and he cooked better than my mother. No way. And he was, yes, like my dad with the soups and he'll go, he's very seafood, you know, Panamanian, loves seafood, right? And he'll go to the stores and get the freshest and the bit, and he'll like boast, like, this is, the, I was like, all right, dad, calm down. Like, you know, like get the biggest lobster things. And I told him, dad, you know, you love the sea and you have this passion for marine biology, but you're, you're contributing to its devastation. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, before I didn't even see it myself, I was enjoying it with you, you know, <laughs> like I, now I, totally don't even enjoy an aquarium. Like, I don't even know why people go to those things, you know? But anyway, so he, he really was adamant about my technique as a cook, you know what mm. I mean? And something my mother was so working so much as a single mom, she just couldn't do that. And she wasn't mm. even cooking like that. But my dad um, definitely had a passion for cooking in like restaurants. And he mm. would like on the weekends when he'd have his like, okay, look, I'm going to take you here. I'm going to say, we just wanted to eat McDonald's and he's taking us to like, fancy little restaurants and stuff because he that was what he thought as an immigrant that that was the culture that he was giving to us and he mm -hmm. it was his pride you know what i mean in that and i was like all right but you know but he really took he knew the chefs he knew the cooks and and he would always um expose us to that so um i've always been interested in in restaurant business you know but I'd, i've always loved science first which i never thought i'd be doing food in this way but why can't you do both right like scientists yeah. and chefs Absolutely. So I'm still in school. I have like one and a half more years of my bachelor's in science. But in the meanwhile, I'm building this business and hopefully we'll have uh, a food truck one day or a restaurant. <laughs> yes. And yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely we'll definitely support you in that venture. And either, oh, why not have both? You can always right. have a restaurant and you can have a food truck, you know? Right, right, right exactly. <laughs> and so, and then you you mentioned that your influences as far as food-wise is Panamanian for one side, but you also know that you also have a Puerto Rican side of how you right. mix those two and combine them and make a delicious menu. I know Puerto Rico and Panama have a lot of similarity when it comes to culture. Uh, for yeah. music, I've been to Puerto Rico, by the way, too. So for music, nice. food, and all that kind of stuff. And um, but how were you able to fusion those two and, and, and create Sabrosa Vegana? So um, I, I like to call my Puerto Rican food New Yorican food because uh, it's very like what what we are holiday food was here. Mm. For example, like the New Yorican lasagna. For some reason, we, there was always a lasagna at our at the at the events. And there's always some sort of ziti or something. Right. Like there's a lot of influences that happened because of Puerto Rican, you know, migration here and the Commonwealth, right? right. Um, but there are a lot of things that are very solidified as Puerto Rican, right? That I was going to do this, they love that. And um, I just, I was trying to make a menu of a little bit combined of both, but my influence was heavily Puerto Rican because Panamanian 
was so distant from mm-hmm. the divorce and everything like that. Um, but I do remember a lot of things that some things like the meat that my grandmother, mm-hmm. the carne molida that I do, yeah. that I try to make it as like as that's the only thing I feel is authentically Panamanian. And I had one woman from Panama tell me I was like it's at the at an event. She was like, I was like, oh, you're Panamanian. Oh, my goodness. Eat it. Try it. All right. Tell me for real. But tell me for real. She came back and bought like five more. She was loved it. She was like, nope, right. this is good. I mean, they don't even put that much meat, she said, but this is good. And I was like, you know, I got to I got to fill you up. <laughs> but um, so I tried to put things that were what I grew up with and that are comfortable. And then I trying to learn more things too to mm. veganize them, to expose right. people on that. Um, but yeah, that's how them. And then I, I do do whole food plant based, mm-hmm. which is very kind of Americanized on my meal plans, because I feel like um. I want like, no, I, I kind of meld it a little bit. Like I do the comfort food and then I do the, the meal plans, but the meal plans are like, um, macro bowls, you know, but I put the plantains in the macro bowl. You know what I mean? Like I try to meld the macro bowls, like the American food with the Spanish food when I do mm-hmm. the meal plans, but I try to keep that more whole food plant-based without minimal processed meats, because as much as I like to cook with the beyond and the garden. Mm-hmm. And the jackfruit, they don't, it, it's still processed. And I, I don't like to promote it as much. I only like that for like you vegans and like dipping your feet in. But I do want to have a menu that is extensively for like keeping your health and maintaining your health. Yeah. That's great. You, you inspire me so much because kind of like you and I were talking, uh, I've been for, for quite a while now, I've been thinking about a project about, you know, some, something in the food industry. I'm completely oblivious of this industry. I like guys. Uh, I'm, I have a degree in, in, in IT, so I completely oh. have no, nothing to do with with IT yeah. and marketing. So nothing to do with with what the food is. But um, but the one thing I know is that there's a need for it. I know that there's uh, there's not as many as as Latin inspired um, restaurants in, around me. With a such you know, Mexican restaurant is, I live in Texas, so everything is going to be Mexican. Right. <laughs> right. Um, no disrespect. I mean, I love Mexico. Right. Uh, Mexican friends. Um, so mm-hmm. this, but that's the only option that you found here. You maybe found now Venezuela restaurant because we have an abundance now Venezuelan, and um, maybe some Colombia restaurant every now and then. But there's not a lot of options. Basically, uh, my background is more of the Caribbean background, right? It's kind of similar right. to you because you're Puerto Rico right. and Caribbean, so. Right. My my dad's size is from Barbados, and my mom's size is from Jamaica. They all went to Panama for the canal. You know the story how it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, um, so I have a lot of that influence in my family. So there's a lot of that food that we eat is more of the Afro uh, Latino style of food. It's still Panamanian, but it have a twist. So if you go to Puerto Rico, Jamaica, those places, you're gonna find a a variation of that same food with a different yes. name basically <laughs> right right it's true we call it poroto they call it frijoles in some other places right, right? you know and, and this goes on so i always wanted to kind of showcase a little bit of that 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 style a little bit of that flavor uh, in some way and somehow um i'm still probably putting too much thought into developing a menu which i know is important maybe i can get some tips from you what is this what is this a person like me, for example, that is thinking about opening, you know, either a, a business, let's say a restaurant or some mm-hmm. some kind of business in that in that field and what it is, the food industry? What is it? What would be the first thing or a couple of tips that you can give me so I can, oh, get, I got uh, you. I can go to there? All right. Um, first, I would say go to your go to what's comfort, what's comfortable to you. Um, 
in this, in certain cases, like it's great to think outside the box, but in it start in the box first, in the sense of like what you grew up with, um, because those you want to master those um, to make you know the customers really feel consistent and be like, okay, these are really good items. Because if you think too much of like a little bit all over the place, and you can do it, I'm not saying don't, but mm-hmm. I would like start there, you know what I'm saying, and build it from there. Okay. Um, build the menu up, you know what I mean? And maybe get some some guest chefs to get like from different countries to help you with your menu. Like say I'll like, and then you could do, since you said you don't cook, right? So you could do like the menu bro- broken up to different things and like have this, this menu, this was, um, well, you don't have to give homage to any of the chefs, but I'm just saying like, you can have a whole menu of different, items from different chefs and stuff like that. Um, and I know chefs would be willing to, to share at least a few things with you and, and not even YouTube it, YouTube, all the, all the awesome, you know what I mean? And get some ideas from the different countries, but keep it as simple as possible so that you can master that or have someone master those recipes. Cause less is more. What I've noticed here in New York city, sometimes even the pizzerias, they have only four, I don't know if you heard of artichoke pizza. They only had like four, four types of slices and they have like how many stores now because they mastered those four. And you know, one of my favorite chefs is Gordon Ramsay. I I hate, he's not vegan at all, but I really do love his business mindset. And he was the one who, who was like, keep things simple, keep it from scratch and master that. And people will come, you know what I mean? Um, and like you said, Panamanian food is really rare over there in Texas, probably. Mm-hmm. What? You know, like just even hitting them with the different types of food like that. And then if you have like like me, I can help you with the Puerto Rican. If you want to throw some Puerto Rican food in there, yeah. you know what I mean? And if you have other friends, when you go to Colombia, mm-hmm. make sure you get some recipes there. See what food mm-hmm. that's your favorite. Start with your favorites because right. that's what you're going to be the most passionate about. You know what right. I mean? about those foods. Cause it's easy to, to lose a little bit of sight when it's too, when not everything is the food that you like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's some perfect tips. Thank you so much. And I, um, I dabble in the kitchen a, a little bit. So I mean, okay. Okay. Like, oh, you I, just... yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you be, be, I've been vegan for a while now, so you have to cook. Like that's one of the things right, that, that's true. that you have to learn how to cook. Cause there's no, there's no, there's, I mean, there's no way around that basically what has been some of the, your biggest challenge but at the same time some of your biggest wins when it comes to your whole lifestyle and your business as well oh the whole lifestyle um wow it's the people it's the family um like it was sacrilegious when i went like vegan you know and it hurt a lot because I, they were not supportive mm-hmm. even at holiday events like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we i go to christmas and it was the first year they put bacon in the rice. Mm. Por qué? What? <laughs> like, what What were you thinking? Like, well, I was like, you never put bacon in the rice. Why would you put it this time? You know what I mean? So good thing I have bought my own food, but I don't like bringing my own food. Like, my family should at least think of me at least and be like, oh, let's. And so, like, it's funny because they had, like, the, the um, they told everybody to bring something in. Mm-hmm. And they put like the list of all the foods they want people to sign up for. And everything was all different types of meat. And then they put a vegetable. <sighs> and I'm like, you know, and my family suffers from a lot of uh, health issues. So I've had arguments, like full on not arguments, like, yeah, arguments with my mother and my grandmother, who's 91. 
I was, like I was taking care of her for a little while over the summer. Yeah. And I was like, grandma, you're going to live to 100 with me because I'm going to cook vegan for you. She's like, ah, I don't want to live to 100. She's like over it already. 91. I know she's she's so old. Bendito. She's like, uh, you know, I don't know. She's one of those like old old ladies that she's like, OK, I'm, I don't know. That's that's kind of old. <laughs> I was like, but that's great. She's mm. like, no, I'm good. But yeah, so I told her like, you know, she she was trying to argue with me about why am I 91 and I'm not vegan, right? And these are the conversations I've had, right? And she said, and I said, grandma, because you grew up in Puerto Rico on the mountains where you were eating vegetables all your life. You said you killed, they would only kill a chicken once a week on Friday because you could afford that. Mm. Okay, I, because of the pobreza, you were only eating vegetables. You know, right. so you had a different start than your children. Then they came here. They ate the standard American diet. That's okay. why you outlived your own children. She had five children and one died of colon cancer, one died of pancreatic cancer, one died of a hospital incident. You know, but like you have two left. I told her, I said, you know, like, I, I hope that you get that, you know, you ate differently than them. Right. You know, you, that's why you living longer. Like, you know what I mean? Like you had a whole nother different childhood of, of upbringing, of, of exposure to things, you know? So my, you know, the family, that's been one of the hardest things, like having those really hard, difficult conversations and then, you know, being in those situations with them, um, it, you know, it's, and then like with friends, it's not as bad because they'll be, you don't see them as much, but then, you know, it's like, you know, uh, but that was, that's been better now. It's not as much. Everybody knows I'm the vegan. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll bring my own food or something like that. Um, and business wise, it's been just navigating as a woman. I'll be honest really? with you. Um, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Mm. I don't know if it's because I'm a Latina woman. I'll tell you a quick story. In 2019, yeah. um, I was given money by an investor to go look for a storefront. Mm -hmm. And I, I was adamantly going everywhere. I mean, I found a great place in the Lower East Side where I grew up at for $2,000 rent. And it had wow. a basement and everything, right? Avenue C or B between B and C in a really good spot, like Alphabet City. And like that fell through because he was trying to overprice me for the turnkey. I was like, why are you charging me 60 grand? You're not even the landlord. <laughs> and he's like, oh, because the, the area I was like, but you're not even the landlord. Only the landlord can do that. He was giving me his lease because he, mm. he had got another space. Right. So that didn't work out. Then I, I put a deposit in another spot. The guy ignores me until I say that I want because he was trying to put me on ice. But I, mm. I couldn't be put on ice because I had an investor. Mm. Another guy took my blueprint, another real, you know, took my, I like the space, took the blueprint, ignored me for a month, renovated the space with my blueprint and then calls me back. Oh, I would love to have you come back and see the space. We renovated it. Uh, I was like, but I was going to renovate it. I gave you the blueprint of what I wanted to do. Right. Why are you doing what I was? I said, forget it. How much is it now? And he didn't even want to tell me over the text. Like he was just like, like, I was like, okay, this is just already bad business. Like it was just a lot of um, like, basically I felt like I was just thrown around. Like I wasn't taking priority. The minute they heard vegan and they saw dollar signs, they were like, okay, maybe we could wait and get more money. Cause I was trying to get places that were affordable, like two to maybe five grand was pushing it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, right. but it's Brooklyn. You could make it in New York. You know what True. I'm saying? True. 
but even so, so then this, as I'm looking for places, 2019, December, what's happening, January, 2020, <laughs> what was going to happen? I was going to open March, 2020. Mm. Okay. I'm so glad I pulled out in January. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, one of the investors, uh, the investor, I gave him back the money. I was like, look, thank you. I'm not going to do this right now because I don't like the scene of what's happening here with these landlords. Like I'd rather be the landlord eventually and do it differently. You know what I'm saying? If, if the, the longevity of my business is dependent on the landlord's lease terms, I don't want to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I want it to be a long-term thing, not a six year lease. Or, and then the landlord wants to raise it 10 grand because he sees I'm making money or, you know, the area is changing because it's gentrified in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, you know, I was thinking all these things. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be take, like, I'd rather do this a certain way where I'm in control of it. You know what I mean? And as a woman, I think that's important because I don't want to be taken with these men. Like I felt that, that machismo a little bit, you know what I mean? In, in the, in the way I was being treated. Cause I said, if I was a man, I don't think I would be disrespected like that and be ignored mm. when money's involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like these are thousands of dollars involved, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's, I, I pulled out of that. So I said, you know what, let's wait and, and come back at this at a different time. <laughs> but yeah. I've been doing pop-ups since then, which okay. I love doing. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, uh, the opportunities is, was not those, you know, something great is coming. Jillian. So right, I, I right. think, I think, I think there's something a lot better, and you're going to be super happy that what's coming. I don't, I don't, I, it doesn't pretend to follow through is for a reason. So, exactly. Um, but, but I, I'm glad that you still staying, you're pushing through because that's, mm -hmm. that's the main thing. You have to have the right mindset. For I'm glad I, I like, I dodged the bullet. I feel like I dodged a huge bullet because <laughs> the, they were closing down stores when I was going to open. Yeah. Everything was closing down. And my and I had a food delivery business that I was doing that I had to stop too because people weren't gonna order and I had to like my employees had to go deal with their kids and stuff like that. So it just it, it kind of worked out that I wasn't gonna put myself in a position where I had to struggle opening up, right. you know, the first month. And what's uh so what's the update on the storefronts? Like like where where are you in that, in that step right now in that stage? So I'm right now I'm actually working with a storefront, a juice bar called okay. High Vibrations Juice Bar. And I did a three-day pop-up and I'm going to be back at the end of this month. I was going to do a holiday menu, yeah. but I decided to do a lot of work. I'm doing um, a lot of nonprofit work during the holidays. Yeah. Um, and I cook for Black Veg Fest. We're doing, we're giving out soup and empanadas for 200 people on the 25th. And then um, we're tomorrow. I'm actually helping a vaginality vegan, vaginality vegan uh, with PETA to hand out tofurkeys, no, to, uh, Trader Joe's turkey roasts um, mm -hmm. to people. So I just wanted to focus on nonprofit work for a little bit. And then December, we're going to be at the at the juice bar. And I think I'm going to collab with her because she does juices and I do food. So perfect. It, yeah. <laughs> For now, until I decide to, I think I'm gonna start doing a food truck in January, but raising money for it. But I, I'm really comfortable where I am now because, like I said, I wanted to do school and this. And the funny thing is, like for the business, it started to take off faster than I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Like when I first yeah. did this, I was like excited about it, but it was something on the side. And then because of customer demand, I'm like, okay, I got to do this, and people asking me this, and in DM, oh, can you go to this event? And I'm like, okay, so like, I'm, I like the pace that it's at right now as I'm finishing my bachelor's.
That's great. So what's next for Sabrosa Vengana, Angelia? I believe I'm going to be back at High Vibrations Juice Bar selling some food there mm-hmm. um, with a different menu. And yeah, that's for now. And then I, I do have something in store, but I don't want to give it too much away. I'll give a sneak peek. I'm doing a winter pop-up, a mm. dining one at an event space. Um, I'm at it right now. That's why it sounds like echoey. I don't know if you could tell. It sounds kind of like an echoey. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to be doing a dining experience like where I want to really have people sit down and uh, and really be like, like kind of fancy. You know what I mean? Because I always do pop ups and like serving fast food. Right, you know, I right. want people to relax. I'm really about vibing and have a lounge, serve drinks, um, give that like cozy feel, you know, but um, in a brownstone location secret location. So that's coming December. Dylan, we, we really appreciate you. I love what you're doing. You have all my support. Uh, anything Thank I you. can help you with, uh, whatever it is, just let me know. Give us your social media. When can people find you? Plug your business right now so people can, when they're in New York, they know where to find you. They know how to contact right. you and all those good stuff. Awesome. So yes, they can find me at Sabrosa underscore Vigana. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so Sabrosa Vigana. And I also have a personal page, Panerican Vegan, uh, that I do like blogging. Like if anyone's interested in my other life, because <laughs> it's very vegan as well. Like I do a lot of nonprofit and, and things like behind the scenes. So uh, Panerican Vegan and Sabrosa Vigana. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much. So this has been a great episode. Thank you, um, Jillian. Thank for you for time. having me. You're welcome, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Gracias por escuchar Latino y Vegano. Un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com.